0: I have four children 50 years old, but I'm not snipped. So I'm thinking, I should try for one more. And then Brandon Miller.
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked On That's me, Jimmy Stiles. Sam. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh,
1: I'm greatly looking forward to the birth of your next child, little, little Brandon. Little
0: Brandon, uh, and if it's a girl, Brandonette. Uh, because really, this man, Brandonette Miller Oates, even though my last name's Robinson, I don't care. <laughs> I'm I couldn't be any more fired up. We beat LSU into a rue on saturday right there in tuscaloosa and brandon miller who went scoreless didn't take a shot in the first half against arkansas um he just absolutely he scores the equal number of points lsu scored in the first half by the way thank you for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys so much. Should have said that to begin with. This episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. We appreciate LinkedIn very much. And I'll tell you about LinkedIn in just a little bit. But Jimmy, were you at the game? I was at the game.
1: Well, then I'll give you the rest of my time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just a fantastic performance. Um, You know, I I think sometimes it, it might be more difficult than people think to play well when you're playing against someone not nearly as good as you are. I'm super impressed by the intensity, the mental toughness, the play to the standard, no matter what the situation is. Uh, I made a tweet during the game comparing it to the old joyless murder ball days of of Nick Saban football in the sense that we were literally crushing someone and – I mean, it was fun. It was fun to watch, you know, because they were playing so well and Brandon was scoring all the points, and and it was great. I don't mean to imply that it was joyless, literally, but it was it was like the Nick Saban at its zenith. I mean, just absolutely playing against a quality team. I mean, LSU has some wins. I think they they, they, they beat Wake Forest. They beat Arkansas. I mean, you know, so they're they're not horrible, horrid but we sure made them look like it yesterday. Offensive performance, great defensive performance, great performance by Brandon, great performance by Mark Sears. I thought Javon Quinterly played well. Uh, And has anyone noticed that we are just suffocating defensively? We gave up a bunch of points to Gonzaga and haven't hardly given up anything since. So that's fantastic. We also have stopped turning over the ball a ton. Uh, Still an issue, but it's not the issue it was earlier this season. So you can tell we're working on things that need addressing. And uh, we're at a good part of the schedule where we could really rack up some wins on the road. uh, The next two, uh, Vanderbilt and and Missouri, Uh, they'll both be challenges because we've had our challenges in those buildings for sure. So, you know, we, we shouldn't suspect it will be easy. Uh, but they are winnable road games, and winnable road games, Luke. That is the path to winning the SEC. Wins on the road—that's how you win the—that's how you win the SEC.
0: I think something like uh, twelve. Excuse me, eleven ranked teams lost on Saturday of the top twenty-five, and then um, uh, UConn lost today, uh, which is wild. I mean, UConn is playing like bunk right now. They were—they were playing as good as anybody. Um, when they beat us. They they were just awesome. And um, now they're not playing very well. They lost at home to St. John's. Now, <clears throat> I don't think that matters very much. I mean, it's, that's going to be a quad one loss for us no matter what. So don't read a lot into that. Don't think, oh, God, that's a bad loss. It's not a bad loss. That's fine. Just like Gonzaga, it's not a bad loss. And it's okay to lose some games in basketball. Um, I was talking to some Alabama fans about that yesterday. Like, well, I'm just worried when we do this. And I'm like, we're going to lose some games, y'all. I I don't think we're going to lose at Vandy. I don't, and in fact, I'm looking more forward to this Vandy game than ever before because Vandy's playing a little little bit more inspired. And they scored 66 and a half against Arkansas, which indicates to me they're going to be a little bit more up. Which is, I mean, that plays right into hands. That's what we want to do. Um, And I feel like that that'll be a game to watch. Usually, the game at Vandy is a house of horrors. It is not fun, Um, and then we go to Missouri, and that's going to be a difficult game too. But I want to focus on this particular contest. Um, man, Brandon Miller. Again, I I don't know what else to say. We could literally do several podcasts on him. I'm going to continue to pound uh, my desk here, which is like it's like this marble desk, and I'm up in this little office that I have. And it's so cold in this office because I don't have the central heat and air in here. So, you know, summer hot, winter cold, whatever. I'm surprised I don't just go get some ice cream and some, like, Eminems uh, and and Reese's Pieces do like they do at the Marble Slab Creamery. You just do some mix-ins and sell it on the street because every time I put my elbow on this thing, I'm freezing. But anyway, um, I'll tell you something else uh, uh, about yesterday. And this is what bothers me about the coming, coming college football playoff. That I was talking to an Arkansas fan who happens to be a friend of mine. He and I got into a little Twitter war because I made an Eric Musselman joke about him being short, and he was like, "How do you do that with Nick Saban?" I said, you know, "He's shorter than Musselman." I said, "Well, Saban's oh, right. got rings, so he's taller." But um, he said, "You know what does it matter? Y'all win this SEC, and nobody cares. Y'all win the SEC tournament, and nobody cares. It all, only matters how far you go in the tournament." And I said, "That's the problem. That's the problem. I don't. I, I agree with what you're saying. That's a problem. People yeah. should care about the SEC." And I don't think they care enough. You and I have railed on that forever. And I don't want that to happen in college football. That being said, let's stick to LSU-Bama for just a second. Um, I'm looking at the box score now. You know, Miller just – he's the best player. I think he's the best player in the country. I mean, I really do. I'm sure that there's a – I I know that kid kid for Detroit Mercy who's got some Alabama ties. I think he's from Alabama or something. Um, He's leading the country in scoring. He's really good. He's going to be one of the top five all-time leading scorers.
1: It's Mike Davis' son, right?
0: I think that's right. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I knew it was something like that. I couldn't remember uh, right off the top of my head. Noah Clowney. Had another nice game, eight rebounds and and only four points. And, again, it goes to how unselfish this bunch is. Mark Sears, who just went off the other day, uh, only had 12. Now, he shot a fair number of threes. He was two of seven. So he got his shots off, but it, it wasn't like anybody pouted. Noah Gurley comes in, you know, only plays 16 minutes. As a guy who came back for his 32nd year in college basketball, He's only playing, you know, somewhere between 12 and 18 minutes a game. And he's fine. He's he's like, Good. I'm dealing with this. Winning cures everything. And if winning doesn't cure everything, you've got a bigger problem than you know. And your team will fall apart later and you'll quit winning. But I think with this team, it's all about, did we get a W? How about this? How about Welch coming off the bench yeah. and playing 19 minutes? Now, he was one of five from Beyond the Arc. Let me tell you why I'm okay with that. We're going to need him to not be scared to shoot. So if he goes to the bench and goes one for five and we're like, hey, we can't play you that much if you're not going to start hitting. I don't want to do anything to affect anybody's confidence. And we have seen multiple times throughout this season so far, different individuals outside of Brendan Miller, who usually shows up every game, but different individuals have made big plays to make us win games. I want Willis to be one of those guys soon. So, uh, let Will shoot, let him get into the floor of the game. Let's all remember, he didn't play the very first part of the season of I better go ahead and take a little break, we both get a rant. So I'm going to tell everybody about LinkedIn right now. You know, I know, everybody knows how much we love LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching them to open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeting tools. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualification qualifications. I should say. All on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college to post your job free. Terms and conditions may and I bet they do apply. So, <clears throat> how was the atmosphere, Jimmy? I mean, look again. I'm watching it on TV, and my first thought was, if I see one more, um, elderly dude. With his legs crossed, while we're on a eighteen to nothing run, golf clapping after a three pointer, I'm going to lose it. I'm just going to lose it. But I guess I have to accept it, because when they when they pan out and show the whole facility, people are going nuts and it's cool. But when it's focused in on the action, all you can see are is like that first row of old dudes all in in um, like acid-wash-looking jeans with their legs crossed golf clapping. We need more people. This is a this is a team to really build a foundation upon. So I'm telling you, let's get into it even more. I know this is it's kind of a BS for me to talk about it considering I wasn't there, but I had to go to a wedding or I would have gone. So y'all just – I want everybody into it. Jimmy, tell me, please,
1: that people are more into it than I think they were. Oh, definitely. I think the thing about, first of all, it was an extremely hard sellout. I I think it was difficult from my seat to find an empty seat. I mean, it wasn't, it was packed out. I mean, not just sold out, but packed out. Everything was packed from the lines, to the bathroom to the concession lines, getting in the place, finding a seat. Uh, I mean, it, it was a hard sellout and Alabama took over the game extremely early. I mean, this, the game—the game's outcome was not in doubt literally five minutes into the game. I mean, you get to the first media timeout, and it's, uh, well, it <laughs> looks like another win for Alabama. So the way I looked at it, Luke, is it wasn't particularly loud or raucous, but there was never a need. I get the feeling that had there been a need, it would have been crazy. I, I, I think it would have been crazy. Crazy loud, really intimidating, but it was almost like the crowd shows up and and, and like we tell the team, hey, we're uh, we're here if you need us. And five minutes into the game, they looked up and they said, thanks for coming. We don't need you all today. And we said, hey, we're going to watch anyway. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to watch." I mean, there was just never a need for the top to come off. And uh, but it would have if, if necessary. This is a crowd of people that really appreciate how good this team is and how hard they play. And uh, n- never let there be a doubt that there are 15,000-plus uh, Alabama fans. And I'll say plus because students were turned away. Uh, there, there were too many students, and they couldn't fit in the student section, and they were turned away. So there, there's well over 15,000 people that, that want to cheer for this basketball team, which is great.
0: Okay. Okay. Very fair. Um, in fact, that's a great point. It, I love the analogy of we're here if you need us because that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like um, like one of those 80s cheesy movies where, you know, Alabama is uh, the guy that everybody underestimates and everybody picks on, and then he's going to get in a fight with the school bully who's also the team football captain and quarterback. And, like, there's some other dudes behind him going, yeah, we believe in you, Ronnie. This, what can you do? And he's like, I got this, bro and he lays out the, the quarterback, who's sort of a punk. That That's what it felt like. Like The crowd could have gotten into it. That is a right. great way to put it. Um, I'm glad to know this because here's the other thing. I'm already trying to get some folks together to go to Baton Rouge, um, not because I just want to see us beat up LSU again, because I, it's the only road trip I know of that is going to be moderately easy, easily accessible. I mean, you go into Como, it isn't easy. And it's this Saturday, so it's tougher uh, – Going to Oklahoma ain't easy. I've done it before. Um, But going to LSU, Southwest got some flights from BHAM into Baton Rouge, I believe, so that works out pretty good. And I want people to uh, make a lot of effort to get to some of these road games. Um, I want to go back to the box score here for just a second. First of all, Jaden Bradley. Man, this dude is so tough. He is – this team is it has so much personality like everybody's already got their role figured out i think last year nobody knew who who the you know who do you who do you throw the ball to when you need to i mean it was it quinterly was it was it shackleford was it you know w- this year betty Aco has accepted his role Jaden bradley like get it to the ball guy and muscle up and hopefully get an and one now, i'm also the guy that takes it at half court and nails it one-handed running Officer, you know, I want to shoot. Um, Miller is the superstar. Noah Clowney is the quiet superstar. If Miller weren't on this team, Miller might be SEC freshman of the year. I mean, not Miller, uh, Clowney.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, he, he's awesome. I mean, he is a, I, I hope he comes back next year selfishly because I want to see a team that's built around Noah Clowney. I would like to see that with my own eyes. But I fear uh, that he will be a first-round pick, and uh, and he's going to be one and done like Brandon Miller. I fear that, though. I'm actually be so happy for him uh, for, for for that good fortune. But uh, yeah, I would love to see a team built around Noah Cloudy, uh, who who I think is to me uh, again. I, I think I compared him on the show the other day to Draymond Green because he's so tough defensively and as a rebounder. And just when you think he's the team you know, thug for lack of a better term in terms of a guy that does all the dirty work, a guy that, that plays enforcer. mean, a guy that plays physical, the enforcer. Uh, but, but if, if you label him at that, you're missing out on what he's going to do at the other end of the floor, because on the other, other end of the floor, he's almost graceful. He's got a beautiful shot. And, You know, we don't really let players have a mid-range game at Alabama. Like, you can't do that. That, That's not our system. Our system is you shoot threes or you score at the basket. That's the system. It's all by design. Something tells me, to Luke, in about year five of his uh, career in the NBA, Clowney's going to have, like, some 10-foot shot that he never misses. You know I mean? He'll be – he'll have a killer little mid-range jumper. And uh, you you can just tell his offensive upside – is there and boy and he's really going to have it one day. He showed up, but hey, just what he does on the defensive end right now is more than enough. Yeah,
0: there, there's no doubt, and and I like the term enforcer for him, even though it's not like he's not a dirty player at all. But you can tell, no, like if no. if stuff starts going down, Noah Clowney is going to be the first in line. You know, Brandon, Brandon <laughs> Miller could be. I think Brandon Miller is certainly tough enough, but I wouldn't want him to be. Like, don't you hurt that shooting hand by punching somebody? <laughs> you know? Don't you do that? You know, um, and Betty Occo, I think, can sort of mix it up with the best of them. And he, he's been getting in there a little bit more. And, of course, Jaden Bradley, I've talked about how tough he is. But I think Noah Clowney's the dude. I think Noah Clowney's the one that uh, he, he sort of makes sure things are happening. He's, You know, we were clamoring for this all year on the Alabama football team. Somebody be a vocal alpha dog that everybody looks up to that, that when things are getting rough, he, look, he says, y'all cut this out. We're about to make this happen. And I think that's Noah Clowney, as evidenced by the fact in the Arkansas game, they come all the way back, make it a two-point game. He's the one that hits the corner three that puts us up five. He's the one that does that. So, all right, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about football um, and just maybe some miscellaneous recruiting stuff and just some other little uh, stuff tidbits but i do want to tell everybody about locked on college basketball go check that out look what a time for alabama fans to go check out locked on college basketball um i'm telling you it's it's a great podcast just like locked on bama is thanks again for making locked on bama your first listen every day make sure you check out the brand new podcast locked on college basketball everything you need to know about college basketball in one place plus here the big name experts insiders coaches and players locked on college basketball available on youtube wherever you get your podcast just like listen Now, BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is a place to go to get that bet in. Look, if you've been betting on NFL, God bless you because it's been been bananas. I mean, if you were – you could have bet live on the Chargers several times last night while they were up 27 to nothing, and then you go to sleep thinking how much money you've made. You wake up seeing the Jaguars won and you're sick to your stomach. It happens. But you could have bet on the Jaguars, and you could be counting that cash right now. If you took betonline.net on the live system, you'd love betonline.net. You can bet on whatever you want to. It's so easy to pay in, even easier to get paid out. Betonline.net is where the game starts, and it's where the game ends. It's awesome. They got everything you want. Betonline.net is where the game starts. Jimmy, I hesitate to ask you this. Can you tell me anything about Cormani McLean? Because he was supposed to announce today, and as of this recording he is not announced today
1: uh, he's supposed to, to either sign which which means financial aid paperwork uh that doesn't by the way lock him into the school uh he could sign his letter of intent somewhere else february 1st uh no one has a real grip on what's going on with Cormani because he doesn't do interviews uh he has a documentary crew that's filming a documentary oh about his recruitment and that's the only people he talks to uh there was even a lot of speculation as to whether he was in Colorado yesterday. Was he or wasn't he? I believe that he was, but I, I, we don't know that. Uh, he may sign with Alabama. That, that can happen, uh, that Cormani ends up in the Alabama class. He may sign with Miami. He may sign with Colorado. Uh, it, it, it's dizzying. It's difficult to keep up with, and frankly – I mean, I shouldn't be, be saying this out loud. I'm talking about my own personal preference, not Alabama's, but, but we got Jaleel Hurley and Des Ricks, the cornerback, and this guy, Cormac, I mean, he's a great, great prospect. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'll put it this way. Uh, I wish he'd handled his recruitment differently. Let's just put it that way. I think he should have handled his recruitment differently. And and I don't – I wouldn't bet – I wouldn't go to bet online line and bet – that Cormani's gonna sign with Alabama, but he might, he might. Uh so let's not rule it out. Let's not diss the kid for any reason at all. Uh, because Alabama was is or was <laughs> trying to sign him, but his recruitment has been, I want to use this not the best word for it. Uh it it's the most news-making recruitment, maybe the most it's a bit of a circus, really. I mean, it's the best way to put it, I guess. Okay, now for the news. Everybody already knows the answer to. Eric, or, I
0: don't. You shouldn't say news. Everybody already knows the answer to. The question everybody already knows the answer to. Pete Golding is gone. Right. And, um, you know, so yes. I know a lot of y'all are really excited about this. And I am too. And I think we can all be very happy now. All right, I can cut that off. I don't know. I tried to. That. That's, that's, that's the quality yeah. sound that you get here on Locked on Mountain. Um, You got me. I'm laughing. Look, <laughs> the, Pete Golding wasn't necessarily the problem. But at this point, it's kind of like when you've been dating a girl for six months or nine months and you realize I cannot marry her or she realizes I cannot marry him. And you're like, I got to I, I got to break up. I mean, I got to. And because it doesn't work. I mean, yes, I have. We have some good times but the, but when we have the bad times, it's in front of a bunch of people like 87,000 of them. (laughs) And uh, when we have those bad times, that's all people talk about. Nobody talks about the good times that they see, you know, when we're alone, nobody talks about those and we can't live like this. So it's just best that um, you go get a new boyfriend and I go find a a new uh, woman and we just move on. And uh, I think that's what this came down to. Sometimes a relationship is, is untenable. It's not necessarily because things are awful. I don't think Pete Golding's awful. I think he's going to be fine at Ole Miss. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a good recruiter. And I'll tell you something, all the, all the folks that are really coming for him, and I know have been making a joke about it, you know, a lot of parents have been tweeting about this thing. okay, I know a lot of you Alabama fans are saying, I hey, tell you he was my son and did a fantastic job. So I think that goes a long way. Um, and it's maybe exactly what Lane Kiffin needs—a guy that'll get up there and concentrate on the recruiting trail. Because Lane Kiffin, going to do it. He was—he was fishing yesterday or something. I was just out fishing yesterday. So, um, shoot, he—I mean, there's too late for Ole Miss to get in on the Cormonty McLean sweepstakes. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? I mean, you still be out there recruiting, bro. Yeah, but it was, um,
1: he was never going to work that hard to be. That's true. Takes a lot of hard work, son. Cormonty McLean.
0: Now, <laughs> when Bill O'Brien
1: gets fired.
0: When Bill O'Brien gets fired, I might legit have cool in the game on the
1: podcast. <laughs> well, bad news. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to get fired. I just don't think he's going to be back. I think, Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> I think it's simply a matter of his contract expiring at a time he is interested in moving to the National Football League, I believe. Uh, there hasn't been any news or reports about it, but I suspect Bill O'Brien will interview with uh, NFL teams this week. Uh, you can start doing that in person starting January 17th. So I suspect he'll be gone. Look, with Pete gone, uh, my last uh, you know epitaph or my last statements about Pete Golding that will matter. Uh, again, I, I, I think this was overdue. I think it was good for Pete. I think it's good for Alabama that uh, the Golding era is over. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do believe based on results, he was – over criticized. Now, I didn't say he shouldn't have been criticized. I said over criticized it. But we just live in a world now, sports-wise, Luke, where it just seems like, regardless of the subject, players or coaches, they're they're one of two things. They only get two labels these days: great or sucks. You know, and and the and the the reality of the situation is the majority of players and coaches are somewhere between. They're somewhere north of sucks and south of great. That's where most are. But just in our internet society or social media society, the, the what have you done for me in the last five minutes society, uh, coaches, they're either great or they suck. Well, Pete was not great. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I never said he was great. I just said uh, he's better than what these critics are insisting. Uh, and, and I'll believe that. But now he's at Ole Miss, so he's it, now it doesn't matter. All that matters to me, as an Alabama guy, is okay. What's Alabama gonna happen? I'm real excited about the possibilities. Uh, that there's no higher yet. Uh, I think Glenn Schumann from Georgia is a, is a very possible. I think uh, Jim Leonard from Wisconsin is a possibility. I think Jeremy Jeremy Pruitt is a big possibility. Uh, and if it's any one of those three, I, I'm gonna be thrilled. I, I'll be hitting. Button on Luke's. I'll be hitting Luke's celebration button of those three or potentially others as those names come up. But as of when we record this, I, I feel like it'll be one of those three. And of course, Alabama hired Austin Armstrong from Southern Miss on Friday. And uh, I, I think he is really interesting. Uh, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me, Luke, if he does a fantastic job to the point that he becomes a candidate to be Alabama's defensive coordinator down the road.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And let's more about him tomorrow on the podcast because we're running out of time here. So, until next time, everybody, that'll be tomorrow. Roll tide, everybody. Roll
1: tide.